It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and well, it's always an exciting thing for me to be able to spend time with you on a Sunday morning. As I say, this is a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. It's just good to talk about God's church and all that he is about and uh, establishing his kingdom. This is show number 1,138. Been doing this a little over 20 years and uh, it's been an exciting thing for me because I've gotten to meet so many wonderful people as we've interviewed them here on the broadcast, which reminds me to invite you. If you are involved in uh, Christian ministry in some capacity, then uh, you'd be a perfect guest to be on the show. I'd love to interview you. All you have to do is just call me, area code 850-567-1703. You can send me a text and uh, we can set up a time. We pre-record the shows. So you don't have to worry about missing a Sunday morning if you're a pastor. I'd love to have you on the broadcast. And as I say, for you to talk about your passion. And uh, that seems to work real well because I always tell people, this: our topic is your passion. Whatever it is for the kingdom of God, you'll get a chance to share it with this audience here in the Big Bend area of Florida, South Georgia. And on the internet podcast, we just get the word out. So call me, area code 850-567-1703. We have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another. And I think that's a really good thing. I'm also a pastor. I am the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza. And uh, we do love visitors. Love it when somebody comes and worships with us. Is your invitation. 1105 is our start time. FRCM.US Sunday School at 10. And bring the family. Now, well, we just went through a hurricane. It seems to me like this... Uh, It's been happening way too frequent in this area to suit me. Uh, I'm I'm opposed to them. (laughs) I just assume they just stayed away, and I really don't wish them on anybody else either. I just wish they just wouldn't happen. But I remember, because you're not saying I'm from Kentucky. I'm not original Floridian. However, I have been in Florida, oh, 45 years at least. Uh, Well, actually longer than that. My goodness, I've been here over 50 years. That just now occurred to me. Anyway, uh, back in Kentucky, high school, I remember sitting in Coach McKee's health class. And, of course, I guess it's just kind of understood that a coach really doesn't want to be teaching a health class. And so it was kind of a uh, talk talk session. 
and there was a uh, guy there who had moved into the area. He wasn't one of our regular students that I remember from all the way back in junior high. And uh, he was a big Alabama fan. And uh, he talked to him, him and Coach, sit there and talk about Alabama, Auburn. And I really didn't know much about any of that, quite frankly. And But I remember they also got to talking about people who lived in Florida and what they called the Hurricane Alley. And I said, I never, never thought anything about that. I never heard of Hurricane Alley. And the comment I remember that this gentleman said, he said, the people who live down there are just crazy. So why would they want to live down there in Hurricane Alley where those big hurricanes come in? <laughs> I thought to myself, well, that'll never happen to me. I'm, I'm in Kentucky. I'll probably be in Kentucky my whole life. Well, the United States Navy changed all of that. And uh, I thought when I enlisted that they were going to be sending me to uh, San Francisco. That's what the uh, recruiter told me. He said, you'll go to boot camp in San Francisco. So when I left Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, when I was indoctrinated there, they put it on the plane. They said, you're going to Orlando. So I said, okay. And I remember calling my mother when I got down there, and uh, she said, you're in California already? I said, no, I'm not in California. They've moved me to Orlando, Florida. And so and then, of course, uh, I was stationed in Pensacola, so it had a few uh, experiences with some hurricanes. However, it, during the time that I was actually stationed on the LAX, I never experienced a hurricane because every time one came, we'd load up the ship, and take off, and we'd be trying to outrun that thing. But I'm telling you what, that made for some rocky, rocky water. And uh, you're on that thing, and it's just rocking and rolling and dipping, and uh, uh, you have to tie yourself into your rack because <laughs> it'll throw you out of there. But really, that's really the best place to be because trying to walk, you kept running into the bulkheads. And so it's just better just to get the rack if you can. But uh, anyway, I think about these guys who were on smaller ships. And uh, man, you think of that aircraft carrier was rocking like that. I can only imagine what one of the other ships would do. But anyway, when finally it came that I was out of the Navy and I decided to stay in Pensacola, the first hurricane that came along I realized that I had a dead pine tree right outside the back of my house. And I thought, well, that shouldn't probably be there because that hurricane is going to take that thing down. It's going to fall right on the house. And so I got out there with my chainsaw and I said, Lord, please don't let me hit nobody else's house with this thing. And uh, yelled timber and let her fall. And it went okay. So it didn't, didn't damage anything. So got the tree down and lived out a hurricane and since then I've been through several of them and as I say I still don't like them but uh, this one um, of course uh, the hype the hype is just something else I mean is the oh my goodness it's just this is the biggest thing we've ever seen it's gonna it's gonna go right through Tallahassee it's gonna tear Tallahassee up and, and I was listening to uh, the station and they uh, they combine their coverage. They have several different uh, 
local stations here, but they all bind together, and they have a mother station down in Tampa. And the folks down in Tampa, you could you could just hear it in their voice. It's going to Tallahassee. It's not going to Tampa. They were trying to be diplomatic about it, but it wasn't coming across that way. You can tell there was a little little glee in their voice. It's going up there, not down here. And, uh, of course, nobody wants them. But here's the interesting thing about it. I, uh, uh, of course, listened to a lot of the coverage and stuff like that. And right toward the, but uh, in the evening, before, of course, it came in what, about 7 o'clock or something like that, maybe 8 o'clock in the morning when they started making a landfall. And they said that uh, the bands were close in. And that's very good news. In other words, they weren't uh, extending out 50, 60, 100 miles. They were, they were staying about 25, 30 miles close to the eye, which spared much of Leon County. Now, we got some damage, but not anything like it could have been. And quite frankly, if from my uh Unexpert opinion, however, uh, my occupation requires me a lot of times to have to clean up the messes from these hurricanes. And I'm just going to tell you, uh, Hermine, Hermine was much worse than this hurricane. I'm just telling you, Hermine on the east side of Tallahassee, it did a lot of damage over there. And like I say, I'm, I'm all over town, and I, I remembered and had to live through it. <laughs> and so uh, this one, there's trees down. Um, I did not have not seen or heard of any homes being uh, destroyed. It very possibly could have. Now, Perry, that's a whole different story because Perry got the eye. And... Uh, of course, they, they say that uh, there's one side of the hurricane that is really, really bad, and the other side uh, is not so bad. But Perry got both sides. They, they got it all. And I've just talked to a few folks down there. And, of course, there are people in Perry, some very nice folks down there. And uh, my, my other business, <laughs> I've done a lot of business with people from Perry. And uh, they're very, very nice. And I, I'm, I'm very, very sorry what's happening in your community and I do hope that uh, you're able to rebuild. And uh, I just pray the Lord just helps you to be able to get everything cleaned up and, and uh, get back to some degree of normalcy in your life. Uh, like I said, I, we don't want these things to happen anywhere. But uh, unfortunately, that's uh, where a lot of the a lot of the damage was. Keaton Beach, uh, Steenhatchie down in that area. And of course, um, if you don't live there, then you can say, "Well, it was good that it hit a, a very, kind of an unpopulated area," which it did. But that still doesn't help the folks who were in that area and had lived through it. Of course, uh, um, if you're right there on the coast, it was uh, well. That's just uh, that's just rough. Cedar Key. Uh, my wife and I like to go down there sometimes for. Seafood, and, and then when I heard the reports to some of those uh, restaurants and different things that are right there on the coast, they're underwater, which you would kind of expect that would happen with a direct hit from a hurricane. 
but I hope that they're able to rebuild and uh, and be able to resume their business. It's a quaint little little community down there. Uh, that and Steen Hatch, you both up. They're just uh, neat little places to go for getaways. If you just want to go down there and, and uh, get you some seafood or or maybe just go down. They got little cottages and stuff. You can spend the night. and uh, it's, it's a nice little place to go. So, uh, again, I'm very sorry for those communities. But uh, all in all, I think it, uh, well, it could have been a whole lot worse than it was. And uh, I don't know whether that helps or not, but uh, this is, uh, well, really the second time the the last two hurricanes have come this way. One went to the west, one went to the east. And, uh, of course, the one that went to the west did a lot of damage, a lot of areas, and some of those areas still haven't recovered from that horrible, horrible hurricane. And uh, that one was barreling down on us. And then for some reason or another, it just took a left-hand turn and uh, kind of veered toward Panama City and spared the capital city. And only the Lord knows why these things happen the way they do. But uh, there have been a lot of places that have experienced a lot of damage and the loss of life from these hurricanes over the years. And so, well... If you want to live in Florida, then just just know that they're out there. <laughs> and, uh, and every time one comes in a golf, you it's kind of like rolling the dice. We don't know where it's where it's going to hit, and you know, send it on down to Louisiana and Texas. They maybe maybe they'll deal with it down there. But we've had them. I remember Hurricane Elena. It sit out there off of uh, you well down in. Um, We'll call it County. Well, Liberty County. Anyway, St. Mark's down in that area down there. It just it just stayed down there for about about a week. It just it just churned and churned and moved around. All of a sudden, it just decided to go to Louisiana, and it knocked out that highway down the US ninety eight. The first time, went off to uh, around Louisiana somewhere over there. Did the same thing. Just kind of you know, moved around, moved around, came back. Knocked out 98 again. And then it took off. And then a week later, we had Kate. <laughs> so that's that's just the way it is. Anyway, we've talked enough about hurricanes. This is the uh, Labor Day weekend. And, um, well, I've always looked forward to Labor Day. Uh, there's a lot of reasons. Football season gets cranked up during that time. And, uh, uh Family, it's a good time to spend time with family, and it's also kind of a uh, a hint that maybe some of this intense heat will start uh, falling off a little bit because you never know about September. September is kind of fickle. Sometimes it can cool off and be real, real nice, and you start getting those cool fall evenings. Or sometimes it can just get. Just as hot and be as bad as August, but nevertheless, I've always enjoyed the uh, Labor Day weekend. But what's interesting to me is, and I've always thought this was a little humorous, we have a, a day set aside to celebrate labor, work. And what do we do? We take the day off. <laughs> I've never really understood that. 
that I think is kind of humorous. But basically, you say this holiday that's been set aside, it is to commemorate work, work. You see, now, I'm one of these uh, unusual people that actually enjoys working. I know that sounds strange. And not only do I enjoy working, I enjoy labor. I mean, working, 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 not just, uh, well, be careful, pastor. You might get yourself in trouble here because what one person would consider to be work, somebody else may not consider it to be work. <laughs> but uh, I'm talking about uh, working with your hands, using tools, using equipment, and uh, I enjoy I enjoy it. I enjoy hard work. Uh, The scripture that talks about working by the sweat of your brow, I enjoy it. I'm I'm a July baby, and so maybe that's one of the reasons why the heat doesn't bother me. Now, I'll be honest with you. Those 100-degree days, not so much. (laughs) Not so much. I'm good up to about 95 degrees. I'm pretty good there. It starts tipping over 95, and it gets up over 100. We had some days uh, this uh, last summer, especially during August, that it, it was it was over 100 degrees. And um, well, that's that's dangerous weather, quite frankly. It's dangerous. It's dangerous for me, and I'm in the heat all the time. It's dangerous for me. It's dangerous, especially dangerous for people who don't work in the heat all the time. When you come out of the air conditioning, people sometimes, they'll get out there in the heat and they're working in the yards. They don't do it all the time. And Well, it's a very dangerous thing. And I've, I've got some friends who um, made that mistake. They should have gone inside. They should have stopped doing what they were doing, but they determined they were going to finish it. And it just about finished them. So I'm just telling you, uh, the, the expression is, don't let the bear get you. The bear. That's what we call it, the bear. Don't let the bear get you. And if you start, all of a sudden, you're in the heat, but you start feeling cool, you need to get in. Oh, no, no. No, let me caution you here. Don't go in air conditioning. Just find you a, a cool spot someplace. Maybe have a fan blowing on if you can. You need to cool down slowly. You need to hydrate, but don't hydrate too much. And just slowly but surely let that back off because it's a uh, it's 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 dangerous. I'm just telling you. But anyway, Labor Day weekend we'll talk about it because I want to talk about work. And like I say, I, I'm 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 a proponent of work of hard work. I come from a hard working family. My my father and my mother were hard working people, and uh, they taught me the benefit of hard work. Me and my brothers were we're all people who, who know how to work and we've passed that on to our children my, my wife she's a hard-working person and she her and uh, myself we've instilled this in our children and I think it's a valuable thing so we're going to talk about Labor Day and talk about work but right now I'm going to play you some gospel music because that's what I like to do There was All things good. And you made all things good. 
I agree with that. He does. He makes all things good. And I think that's a good reminder to us. Because sometimes we uh, find ourselves fretting. And uh, I was uh, was just kind of sharing with my wife before the, uh, the hurricane. And I said, well, the way they're describing this thing and uh, it's going to be really, really bad and uh, we live close enough to Perry that, uh, I don't know, we could lose everything here. And uh, <laughs> she started talking to me about preacher. You preach to us all the time about faith and about trusting God. I said, okay, thank you. Thank you, wife, for reminding me. <laughs> and, uh, it's good. It's good sometimes to be reminded to practice what you preach. That's for sure. Um, I told you I'm a pastor, and I do. I pastor uh, Freedom Road Christian Ministry, and uh, I invite you to come to church with us today. I believe you'd enjoy our congregation. We're just, we're just regular folks, but we do love the Lord, and uh Love the Word of God. And also, you can um, find this broadcast and the other talk shows on podcast. If you want to listen to it later or share it with a friend, what you need to do is just type in Pastor Jack King on your podcast app, and uh, it'll come up. Actually, Pastor Jack King, Tallahassee. And... um, It'll come up and it'll show you the talk shows and the daily broadcast. You can find those there. There's a lot of them there. There's a lot of content. If you're traveling and uh, you don't mind listening to my voice, there's a lot of good interviews there. We've interviewed some uh, some people that you may know and then maybe some people you haven't know. We, we've interviewed a lot of our local pastors and a lot of people involved in uh, church ministries. Uh, had the opportunity to uh, interview Brother Bill Gaither here um, when they were coming to town for the uh, Gaither Vocal Band, and uh, that was a, a really a highlight of my life. I enjoyed it immensely. Uh, there's an interview in there with Coach Bobby Bout and uh, Gene Deckeroff, and also uh, Kez McCarvey's. Uh, there's an interview there a couple times. We had him on the show, and then a lot of the local pastors have been on the show. So. I believe you'd enjoy it, so just go to the podcast, and also Monday through Friday, I do a uh, uh, show where I teach the Word of God, and it's called The Gospel on the Radio Broadcast. You can find it here on 94.1 at 11 o'clock, Monday through Friday, and then you can find it on the podcast. And then uh, Saturday nights, I do a show called The Saturday Night Gospel Sing, and uh, well, it's a show that features Southern gospel music, but we also have the word in there too, because I make a lot of commentary between the the songs, and I do a little little sermonette in the, involved in that show. I believe you enjoy it. I wish we could put that on the podcast, but uh, as you can imagine, there's just too much, <laughs> too many problems to have to deal with with all of that. So you just have to listen to that show live. But that's here on uh, 94.1, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, a full hour, the best music on the planet. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) But I think you'd enjoy it. So that gives you a lot to 
content Sunday morning, 8 o'clock here on 94.1 for the Gospel and Radio Talk Show. That's the show you're listening to right now. The daily broadcast, Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock, and then Saturday night, the Saturday night gospel sing. Listen to this scripture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse number 11. Study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands. I love that scripture. Because I believe that our beloved Apostle Paul has just kind of given us a description of what a Christian person does in the realm of occupation. Simply to say it this way. Just quietly go about your business. Just go out, do what you do, do it well, and uh, don't have to make a big deal about it, but just quietly go about your business. As I was saying earlier, um, if you work with your hands, I think that's a beautiful thing. But then there's a lot of people that they, they work with their brains. Now, you can be like me. The kind of work that I do, it requires some thought. But so much of it is just uh, it's just what I do. And uh, You've heard me talk about on the show before about muscle memory. Uh, a soldier uh, that trains and trains and trains and trains when they come to a place where they're uh, called upon to have to act in a combat situation or something like that. They don't have to think they've trained so much. They just do it automatically. Football players do this. Basketball players do this. But my job, I do it all the time. I don't have to think a whole lot about it. Just, just Most of the time I've got my radio on and I'm tuned in to – Whatever I'm listening to, and usually not even much aware of what I'm doing. Just it's just what I do. But then there's people who they they work with their brains. They're very very smart uh, doctors and lawyers and uh, people who uh, program these rockets that go up to the space station. And uh, those who have uh, put people on the moon. Uh, see, I. Th- I I didn't realize I'm having to catch up here, but I just heard that, uh, of course, uh, Russia has attempted to put people on the moon. I think maybe they did. And then here I just heard recently that India said India's on the moon. I'm going, wow, I I missed that. I remember back when America put a man on the moon, but I didn't know that. But see, that takes a lot of smarts to be able to figure out how to do that because you listen to them they go well there's a there's a window for this rocket to go up no missed it <laughs> and they have to know all of that they have to have studied all the the clouds and the movements and the uh, it's just a lot but scripture's just talking about just quietly go about your business and do all things this scripture teaches us to do to do it as unto the Lord. And uh, Scripture also tells us whether you eat, whether you drink, whatever you do, do it to the glory of the Lord. And, and my personal opinion is this, that if you do that, in other words, you work for the master, you'll do well. And uh, the people you work for, 
here on earth, they, they'll be pleased because your focus is to just please the Lord. So quietly, just go about your business, um, study, be the best at what you do. Is be better than anybody because you've applied yourself to it. And you're conscientious. You care about your work. You don't, you don't shirk because that wouldn't please the Lord. And you just do it to the best of your ability. And uh, I believe it's a great admonition. And then he, here he talks about in this, and to work with your hands. And I know I've repeated myself several times here uh, on the broadcast about this, but I think there's just something beautiful about people who are craftsmen. I'm talking about people who can create things. Uh, uh, my father-in-law was that way. He was a cabinet maker. Now, he also worked maintenance in a factory for a long, long time. He can just do anything. It just amazes me. But uh, to see somebody like that who could who can build the, these most beautiful things out of wood, uh, just craftsmen, um, here's the thing. That's a that's a gift from God. I remember one time. Now he's he's in his eighties now, so he's retired, obviously. And uh, he <laughs> was at our house, and and uh, uh, we have in our dining actually was our dining room. Now it's yeah, so yeah, that's back our dining room again. <laughs> it's got vinyl flooring, and then it goes into the kitchen. In the kitchen, my wife uh, they put down this snap in. Uh, house type type of stuff of course then it had a crack in between the those and, and there needed a divider and my father-in-law found this uh this uh four by four it was uh, i think it was a part of a of an old pallet and uh, i had it out there and he said can i can i use that and i said sure he spent the whole day just whittling on that thing and just using a um or hasp and a block plane, just just whittling, 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 whistling, singing, and he worked on the thing all day long. Finally, he got it down to where it was like a, uh, it was a mound. It was it was oval, uh, where it's about a oh maybe about an inch and a half thick, and then of course it tapered on the sides, leveled that whole thing out, sanded it out. But it's there now, right there, right there in between our, our dining room and in our, in our, uh, our kitchen. And every time, well, not every time, but a lot of times when I'm stepping over that, I just, I'm, I'm just thinking about him and that day. And that was a, a wonderful day for him because he got to do something for his daughter and he enjoyed himself because he loves just working with his hands like that. And he, of course, he's taught me a lot of things about things like that. But I just admire people who have that ability to work with the hands. But see, to me, this is what Labor Day is all about. The Labor Day weekend, it's a, it's a celebration of work. Now, my father-in-law is also a part of a union, or was. I mean, he, and, uh, he's, he was proud of his union. <laughs> and, uh, and I've had some people in my church who are union people, and they're very fierce in their, their uh, loyalty and um, about the unions. Well, I've never been a part of a union. Uh, basically, my life has been this. Uh, I worked in a grocery store in high school. Of course, I grew up, when I got big enough to ride my bicycle, this is in the summertime back in Kentucky, around to the different farmers, 
they were happy to hire a big scrappy boy like me uh, for a dollar and a quarter an hour and putting up hay in the barn. And, of course, uh, as we get toward the fall, the back of house in season, that's one of the reasons why I got a job in town. <laughs> <laughs> at the grocery store, at the back of the house. Ooh, that's hard work now, I'm telling you. But I grew up that way. I grew up uh, working, and then I went to work for the grocery store. Then I went in the Navy. Actually, before I went in the Navy, I worked in a, a parking garage in Cincinnati while I was going to Bible college the first time. And uh, so I never was a part of a union. And, of course, I, I got out of the Navy. I was in Pensacola. Tried to find a job, and uh, that just didn't seem to be anything available, so I just went to work for myself, and I've been doing that for well over 50 years, and so I've never been a part of a union, but I respect those who do, and I understand the history. We Here a few years ago uh, on Labor Day weekend, I spent the whole show just going back into the history of, of uh, how the Labor Day holiday was set aside and, and why it was proclaimed. And, and the, the reason why the unions were formed, and this had a lot to do during the time of the Industrial Revolution. Um, if you ever get a chance, read a book called The Jungle. It'll open your eyes to a lot of things because people were being abused and uh, taken advantage of. And, of course, uh, in, the, in the book The Jungle, one of the things this is that there were so many people with a, with a immigrants coming into America. There was such a demand for uh, workers. I mean, well, there was, let's put it this way. I said that wrong. There was a great demand, but there were so many workers that basically they didn't have to give them much because everybody was so desperate for anything. And but if you ended up getting hurt or something like that, then next guy they just let you go and just get somebody else. And that's the way they treated people. And the people who were owning the factory said so they were they were making tons and tons of money, and the workers were not making anything. So that's how the whole thing got started, and why people revolted against it. And I understand that sometimes people have to be forced to do the right thing. But then again, it's like anything else. Uh, turn the table, and then somebody else abuses somebody. And unfortunately, there's been abuse a lot of times in the unions. And one of the things that I would be very much opposed to if I was a part of a union, and that's the fact that uh, they take your union dues and they give it to a political party. And it may be a political party that I'm, not a, that I'm opposed to. And I would not like that. And that would be something that would be of great concern to me. And I know that there are many of you out there because people express that to me. The Christian people who say, no, I don't agree with what this particular political party is doing with the money that I'm giving to the union and they're giving it to them. And I understand that. So there, there, there are pros and cons to all of that. But sometimes, sometimes you just need a little gospel music just to calm everything down. This is a Paris. It's called I'm Thankful. And I am thankful. I'm thankful. As we should all be. We should be thankful. Um, here's the thing. I had a, a gentleman who uh, schooled me on this one time. He said, uh, 
I don't remember what it was I said to him that triggered this, but he asked me, he said, let me ask you a question. He said, uh, do you think you have enough money to buy your supper tonight? And I said, well, yeah, I think I'll be all right there. He said, okay. He said, what about breakfast tomorrow? You think you got enough to, to handle uh, breakfast tomorrow? And I said, uh, yeah, I think I'm good there. And he says, uh, so you're doing okay, huh? <laughs> it's just it's the way he put it. In other words, he simplified things for us because so many times we are focusing on the future and uh, just not being thankful for things such as they are. To say this, that if you have a place to live and you lay down at night, get a good night's rest and a place where you can kind of sit and relax a little bit and you got a dining room table and got a kitchen, um, you know, a nice bathroom. That That's kind of a, you know, in this day and age, as that is a convenience. But see, uh, I grew up in the country. Let's just put it that way. And uh, so all those things are, they're nice to have. But then sometimes we think, well, we have all those things, but uh, our house is not fancy. Well, see, now you're getting into um, a whole different mindset because the Apostle Paul said that whatever state you find yourself in, be ye thankful. In other words, don't start looking around and looking at what everybody else has got. Just be thankful for what the Lord has provided for you because that's that's all a gift from God. So I agree. I agree with the. The Paris, thankful. I'm just thankful. This is the uh, Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am a pastor, Jack King. I am your host, and I've been doing this show now for, like I said, 1,138 shows. Started in July of 2002. So that's about 21 years I've been on different stations, I've moved around a little bit, but uh, right now my home is uh, here on 94.1, uh, Wave 94, and I'm just happy to be here, and I appreciate the folks at Wave 94 for making this possible. Sometimes you can just call them and just thank them, and, uh, because uh, they, they have a great heart for ministry. They really do, and they're, they're wonderful people. And uh, I enjoy working with them. Now, let's talk about work. Um, Labor Day. This is the Labor Day weekend. And uh, as I say, the Labor Day, the whole premise of the whole thing is to celebrate work. And uh, I was reading in my readings and I came upon Matthew chapter 20. If you're not familiar with that is, that's when Jesus... uh, uh, tells a story about a man who owned a, uh, owned a vineyard. And he says, early in the morning, he goes down to the place, wherever it is, where people would be hired for the day. And uh, he hires some people. And he agrees, or they agreed to work for him for a day, for a penny. And of course, I'm sure that the uh, wages of that day, that was a good wage. And they agreed to do so and were happy to have work. So they go to work. Well, he says that uh, the third hour, uh, he goes, I guess I'm getting this backwards, the ninth hour, 
it goes and uh, well, it goes down there and uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm messing this up. This is it's the third hour. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's the third hour. And he goes down there and he says, uh, "These people just standing around." He says, "Why? Why are you all not working?" They said, "Well, nobody's hired us." They said, "Well, come on." So they said, "Well, you got to pay us." He said, "I'll pay you what's right." So then, at the ninth hour, uh, he goes back again, same conversation, and he takes them to work. Finally, he goes at the eleventh hour, and uh, he says, "Why are you all not working? Why are you standing around idle?" He says, "Because nobody has hired us." He said, "Come on." So, at the end of the day, he uh, told the the people who were involved in paying the people. He says, "Go, go pay the people." He says, "Start with the ones that were hired last." And so, those people had only worked an hour. He gave up any, and then he called the rest of them. And finally, he got to the ones who had gotten there early in the morning, been working all day, and he gave them a penny. And they were upset. They said, why? He said, we have have borne the heat of the day. And we're only getting a penny. But he said, when we started this morning, you were happy about being able to receive that penny for your day's work. He says, it's not your decision to determine what somebody else is being paid. In other words, you agreed to do a, a day's work for a certain wage, and that's what you should be concerned about. And I just, I just think this just so speaks to the whole issue of labor and the whole issue of work. If people just had it in their mind, I'm just going to do what's right, and I'm going to work hard for what I earn, I think we do well. I think as, as a people, we do well. But uh, I know, I know. See, it goes back to the same thing, looking over here, seeing what somebody else is doing, what somebody else is making. We're so more concerned about that than just taking care of our own business and just do what you say you're going to do. And uh, and the old expression, uh, a day's wage for a day's work, and to be thankful I remember one time I was doing a job. It was kind of early in the morning. And the place was a mess. And this lady came walking by. And she says, man, you got you a job there, don't you? And I said, yeah, I'm happy to have it. <laughs> it's like uh, talking about my father-in-law. My father worked for St. Regis over in uh, Cantonment near Pensacola. And, of course, uh, those type of factories, ooh, the smell. <laughs> and... Uh, um, I remember my wife saying one time, they says they, they were taking him to work one morning and they were talking about that, that odor and he said, it smells like bacon and eggs to me because to him, it was all about the work. And let's put it this way. I have been in a couple of situations in my life when I didn't have work. And of course, I've talked about when I first got out of the Navy and wasn't able to find a job uh, that was very difficult for me. And I still think about that a lot because when you find yourself in a situation to where you can't find work and you can't pay your bills, and if you've got a car payment or a house payment and, and all of that's threatened, 
you find work, and then revenue starts coming in, you have a whole different appreciation for work because that work provides you with the niceties of life. And one of the niceties of life to me is just to be able to pay my bills because I do not like having creditors calling me. I'm not in favor of that at all. I like to be able to make sure that everything is taken care of, everything is paid, and the way that that happens in my and Tammy's world is that we get up in the morning and we go to work. Scared Peck. So working for my good. believe that. I believe that God is working for my good. And uh, I believe that uh, well, that when I'm finished my course here on this earth, that I'm going to be in heaven with him. I believe that. And uh, you know, I, I had a, a guy send me a cassette. It was a guy who was um, he was a friend of mine. And uh, it was called God, the master planner. And it was a good sermon. And he just laid out the case that God is the master planner because he laid the foundations of the earth and planned the whole thing out. You remember how it was that uh, when uh, God was dealing with Job's comforters and he said to them, he says, where were you? when the morning stars sang together and I laid the foundations of the earth. Where were you? You think you're such an expert about things. He said, where were you when God was planning this whole thing? And so to hear that song that Karen Peck was just singing, that he's working for my good and your good, I believe that. And uh, I cherish the thought and I'm thankful. And my heart's desire is that, God, I want to be right there hand in hand with your plan. (laughs) I just want to be in sync with what you're doing and what you're doing through me, what you're doing through ministry and work. And uh, uh, the thing is, is that I've heard people talk about, well, uh, when I retire, (laughs) well, I don't see retirement in my picture, but especially ministry, because I don't mean you can say, well, ministry is work, but I don't think of it as work. I think of it as something I enjoy. And uh, the very thought that I can make a difference in somebody's life, especially young people, that I could help a young person to stay on the straight and narrow and not the broad way. Man, I'm telling you what, I live for those moments. And uh, just to think that 
maybe at a camp or some opportunity I might have to just address young people that I could leave the impression in their life that would cause them to devote their life to the service of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Because you see, there were those people in my life that laid that foundation and made those impressions on me that has caused me to to follow the Lord all these years and to want to set those same examples for others who would come along. But uh, we, 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 we teach so many ways. Uh, I think about my son. My son, uh, when he was a little boy, I'd take him to work with me. And uh, I paid him 50 cents a day. Well, I mean, we're talking about four or five years old. And uh, he teases me about that. We we fuss at each other about it. And he says that he was worth more. And I said, no, it ought to have been the other way around. You should have been paying me because I would have to keep an eye on you. <laughs> but the thing about it is that he's a grown man, has his own family. And guess what? He's a hardworking man. And he's taking care of his family. And same way with my daughters. My daughters are the same way. They're, they're all involved they're, they're teachers, they're nurses. Uh, my little girl owns a, a beauty salon. They, they've, they've learned the value of work because that's what Tammy and I have demonstrated to them in their lives. They're teaching their children. You see, that's the way it works. But see, one of the things that makes America great are people who get up every morning and they go to work. So we celebrate work. This is what this weekend is all about. It's about work. So why are we taking the day off? <laughs> I'm just teasing. It's good. It's good. But today is a day of worship. I'm going to invite you to come worship with us at Freedom Road. Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast. Check us out on the web, frcm.com. U.S. I'll tell you all about us. We'd love to have you come and worship with us. We have Sunday school at 10 o'clock. We'd love to see you. Come bring your family. I appreciate you so much for tuning in today. I hope that you have a blessed Labor Day weekend. Enjoy some uh, sports. And uh, on Tuesday, we'll all go back to work. Father God, thank you for this time we've had together this morning. I pray you bless them. Those who are out there, Father God, just bless this radio audience. Watch over, protect them, Lord God. Let us all go to church today, and Father God, let the Holy Spirit just minister by your Spirit. We pray for our pastors as they bring forth the messages today from their pulpits. Father, we do pray for America. We pray for peace in this world. We pray for peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.